out of all the chapters in my book, The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions, this particular chapter, chapter three, has gotten more feedback. People come up to me and talk about this chapter and how it really ministered to them. And I think it's because this particular emotion has the power to affect our walk with God in a way that's so devastating. This particular emotion can hinder our prayers. It can affect other relationships. It can hinder our ministry. It has so much power in our lives. And if we can get victory over this, then so many other things can fall into place because there are some essential things, some essential truths that we need to keep in mind in order to have victory over this particular emotion. So please stay tuned as we talk about this today on the Encouragement Outpost podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Encouragement Outpost podcast. We are in a series entitled Overcoming Messy Emotions, and it is based on my book, The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions. If you've not yet gotten a copy, or if you read it and you know of someone who could really benefit from this, I encourage you to go to barnesandnoble.com or Amazon and type in Messy Emotions and get a copy of this book. This particular chapter, as I said, um, is so very important, and it's one that has gotten the most attention um, from 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 the, my readers, and it is the issue of unforgiveness. Oh, I forgot to tell you who I am. <laughs> I'm Dr. Georgia Pointer. I'm your host of of the Encouragement Outpost podcast. But this this particular topic, unforgiveness, is is one that that I had to overcome many years ago. And I'm going to share uh, some of my journey with you and to show you how I was finally able to have victory. Um, As I said in prior episodes, uh, it's impossible for me to hit on everything that's in my book, which is why I encourage you to get a copy. And so I just really want to talk about some things that I've not necessarily mentioned in the book that I think would benefit you on this topic. Unforgiveness is not easy. It is, it is, forgiveness is a, is a thing that makes us sometimes feel weak. And the enemy loves to lie to us about what forgiveness is, what it looks like, and what it says about us. But today I want to bring out three principles, three truths about forgiveness and why you do want to do the soul work, the the hard spiritual work, the prayer, um, the following heart after God in order to have victory over unforgiveness. There are three reasons why. And the first one is that forgiveness is wise. You are wise if you forgive. And by the same token, if you continue in unforgiveness, you are conducting your Christian life in a foolish manner. And I say that with all of the gentleness and the love that I possibly can, because I know what it is like to be entangled in unforgiveness. 
We think that unforgiveness, that the hardness that that unforgiveness brings about makes us tough. That we think it puts a shell around us. We think that it commands respect from people, but not from God, my friend, not from God. And his opinion is the only one that really matters. At the end of the day, anyone that you are not forgiving has no power to send you to heaven or hell. Nobody who you are holding unforgiveness against has any power to determine whether or not your prayers are heard or unheard. Nobody that you are holding unforgiveness against has supernatural power to infuse you with the things that you need for life and godliness. Oh, my friend, unforgiveness is such a waste of time. One of the reasons why it is wise to forgive is because of a truth that Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. He says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Jesus did not bite his tongue here, my friend. He did not bite his tongue when he said this. Flat foot, if you do not forgive others, then you cannot expect your own sins to be forgiven. Is that something that you are willing to live the rest of your life with? Walking around with your sins not forgiven? How much power are you willing to hand over to your offender to the point that you are willing to allow God himself to withhold forgiveness from you? Because you want to continue to hold a grudge against them. Friends, that is cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yes, it is. Now, as I said earlier, I understand that unforgiveness is not easy. But I've got good news in my third point. So please, don't tune me out. Don't cut this off. Please, stay with me. There will be, I have comfort to offer you. I do. I have, I have some beautiful things to offer you. God is not unaware of how deeply you have been hurt. He knows exactly what's been done to you. He knows exactly how many times it's been done to you. He, he understands exactly how it made you feel. He understands the things that their sin against you has cost you. He understands all of that. And yet in the face of that, he says, forgive, forgive. Forgiveness is wise. Because your own forgiveness is attached to that. So you are, you are really hurting yourself. When you do not forgive others, you are blocking the very forgiveness that you need from God himself. There is nobody higher. There is no, no other person you can go to to get forgiveness from if God has blocked it from you. It doesn't matter who else has forgiven you if you do not have the forgiveness of Almighty God. So it is wise, my friend, to forgive others. Another reason why you want to forgive and another reason why you want to overcome the sin of unforgiveness is because it is freeing. F-R-E-E-I-N-G. It brings us freedom. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have so great a, crowd of, a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, 
Let us also lay aside every encumbrance or hindrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. My friend, you have a race to run. If you are a blood-bought believer, if you have surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, you have a purpose. You have so many beautiful, significant things that God wants to accomplish through your life. And you do not want unforgiveness to hinder you from reaching those amazing, eternity-affecting goals. Picture a runner. You know, um, whenever I see the, the, the runners in the Olympics, I think, can those shorts get any shorter? <laughs> they have almost nothing on. Why? Because they don't want anything on their bodies that is going to hinder their speed. So they wear as little clothing as possible because it affects wind velocity and all of that. I don't understand all of the, you know, the, the dynamics and the physics of that, but studies have been done. And so it does matter what you wear, but when it let's, let's imagine that you are running one of those races, you're running a marathon and you are wearing combat boots, a winter coat, a hat, and you're carrying two 50-pound duffel bags with bottled water and food and, and, and everything else in it. Do you think you're going to run that race well? No, you're not. Even though you think you need those things, just in case something happens, you're not going to run that race well. So unforgiveness is like the combat boots that you have on your feet. Unforgiveness is like the 100 extra pounds you are carrying in your hands. It's like the, the, the hat, the winter hat that you have on that is making you sweat all the more. It's, all, it's a weight, my friend, that is not worth it. We hold on to unforgiveness sometimes because we think it's power for us. We think that it's going to be the reminder that we need never to allow ourselves to be vulnerable to that person or those people again, when all it really does is it hinders us. It trips us up. It slows us down and it keeps us from living the abundant life that Jesus died on the cross for you to enjoy and to live. Unforgiveness does nobody any good. Unforgiveness is one of Satan's favorite tools. He loves it when you're not forgiving. Why? Because he doesn't have to worry about whether or not God's going to hear your prayers. He doesn't have to worry about you getting along with other people. He doesn't have to worry about you living in the bondage of suspicion and anger. <clears throat> He doesn't have to worry about those things. He can let you drown yourself, my friend, because you are holding on to things that will sink you. That will sink you, my friend. Satan wants you to remain unforgiving.
Forgiveness is wise and forgiveness is freeing because it lightens us. We cast all of that anxiety. We cast all of that ha- that hatred. We, we cast all of that anger onto God. And so again, my friends, I, I really do deal with these things in, in, I itemize these things in my book. Um, so I really do encourage you to get that because like I said, there's no time to deal with all of that. But those thoughts that you're thinking that, that make unforgiveness feel like a cozy blanket really are some, are, are, are things that are, that are, that are drowning you. And I talk about, I pick apart why those things are true. My third point is that forgiveness is supernatural. Some of you are saying, Dr. Georgia, you don't know what's been done to me. You don't know how many times it's been done to me. You don't know the humiliation. You don't know the anger that I feel. You don't know how deeply they hurt me. You may even be saying, I tried to forgive. I did. I really did. And I tried to start over. And it just ended me back in the same place all over again. Well, there are so many things. I hate to keep referring you back to the book, but I'm telling you, I deal with with those things. But the thing that I want you to know today is that you don't have the capacity within your own self to forgive. That is a supernatural thing. That is something that God gives you the ability to do. And so I encourage you to get gut level honest with God and tell him, God, I need you to do the forgiving through me. I can't do it. I've checked my own heart and I don't have it in inventory. Lord, I'm so tired of feeling like this. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes we are suffering with other things. And we think that it's totally unrelated to the unforgiveness that's going on in our lives. Sometimes we think that we're struggling in our finances. Sometimes we think we're struggling in our health and that it has nothing to do with the unforgiveness in our heart. And Satan is the one who wants to blur those lines, but they are connected. My friend, unforgiveness is, it's a, it's a fight that you have to always be involved in. Unforgiveness is exhausting because you have to pick and choose who you're going to be kind to. You can't just be kind across the board. You have to withhold certain things from certain people. It's exhausting and it's a lot of extra mental work that you do not have time for. Unforgiveness is a distraction. It keeps you occupied with things that are earthly so that you will not set your mind on things above. It cuts you off from the supernatural power that you need to be witnessing, to be serving, to be, to be loving, to be kind, to be full of God's spirit, to be used mightily by God. My friend, you are God's workmanship. You are created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he deemed before you were even born that you should walk in them. And you're missing out on those things. I don't care what you're doing that you call ministry right now. You are not living up to your potential. And the power of God is being hindered if you are harboring unforgiveness in your heart. 
And I say that with all of the confidence of the word of God. There is a passage where God is, is speaking to husbands. and He's saying for them to have a clear relationship with their wives so that their prayers will not be hindered. Friends, there is no way that you are going to be able to have unforgiveness in your heart and live to the fullest the life that God has for you and be able to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. No amount of hatred, no amount of anything is worth missing out on that. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to take that verse and I want you to put your name where the word I is. So I'm going to do it for myself. So let's do it together. As I go through the verse and put my name in, you put your name there. Georgia can do all things through Christ who gives her strength. What does all mean? It means all. It means everything. So you can forgive with the supernatural strength of Christ who lives within you. So how do you tap into that? Well, you begin by calling unforgiveness what it is. You must agree with God about what unforgiveness is. It is sin. It is sin because you have been forgiven every sin you have ever committed. You are in the wrong to hold anything. I don't care what it is against anybody else. You know why? Because however undeserving you feel your offender is of your forgiveness, you are more unforgiving of God's forgiveness. Because he is a holy God, the one who had every reason to hold forgiveness from you, chose not to. He opened the way for you through the blood of Jesus Christ to have forgiveness, totally undeserved. Nobody gets forgiveness because they deserve it. If you sin, you deserve the penalty that comes with it. You deserve hell, my friend, and I deserve hell. And if you have gotten in under the blood of Jesus Christ, you are not getting what you deserve. And so because you have been forgiven, you owe it to God, not to that person. You owe it to God himself. You have a debt to pay of forgiveness of your offenders. I know those are hard words. But friends, if you will heed them, they will set you free. They will set you free. Yes, they will. So call upon God and say, oh, God, I need you to help me forgive. Now, there have been a couple of people through the years in my life that I have struggled the most to forgive. Um, the first person was someone I knew uh, before I married. And they had hurt me so very deeply. And I was struggling. I really was. I, 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 I tried to forgive them, but I was trying to do it in my own strength. I was just trying to pretend that what they did didn't happen. That's not forgiveness. That's not dealing in truth. You have to acknowledge that what they did was wrong, that it hurt you. Acknowledge all of those things. You can put all those cards out on the table. There is nothing that you need to withhold from God. Tell him exactly how those things made you feel and tell yourself, acknowledge those things. And that's what I had to do. But God convicted me one day um, about my unforgiveness that I was harboring against this individual. 
And the Lord hit me between the eyes and he said, Georgia, you're thinking about deserving and nobody deserves it. And you cannot withhold forgiveness from this individual because I've not withheld it from you. And it just really, really, it really, really set me free. It did, my friends. It did. It set me free. And so I was able to forgive that individual. And thankfully, I didn't have to see that person all the time. Uh, Just through some Christian intervention, you know, I, I got somebody to get this person away from me because, you know, some people, they continue to manufacture reasons for you to not forgive them. <laughs> Some people, they keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again with you. And as soon as you get through forgiving them of one thing, they're doing 10 more things. So sometimes you need to sever the relationship. Sometimes that relationship is like gangrene and you've got to cut off that portion of the limb, that relationship in order to save yourself. So thankfully that had happened. And so the forgiveness that I finally did enact uh, was able to, to, to hold. There was another time many years later where I kept being offended over and over again by someone. And it had just kind of, you know, sometimes you don't realize that, that, it's, that it's packed up, that it's piled up as much as it has. And so one day I remember sitting in my car and I had a notebook and I felt led by God's spirit to write down every single offense because they were, it's like they were all crowded in my head, just things on top. And it was just years and years of offenses. And I wrote every single thing down. It was a lot of them. It was front and back of a page. And then finally the Lord said, okay, all of these offenses I want you. And I had a little stone that I had purchased somewhere. And it was one of those stones, you know, that had had been etched in. And I think the word forgive was in it. And the Lord said, I want you to put that stone underneath all of those offenses. And I want you to run your pencil across those indentions in that block as an acknowledgement that all of those sins are forgiven. I have forgiven them and you are going to forgive them as well. And I laid them at the feet of Jesus and I, and I forgave and the lightness that I felt, the freedom that I felt was so very wonderful. I didn't realize that I had been under such a weight. And then the Lord taught me to keep short accounts. The next time this person offended me, I put it up under that rock just mentally, you know, as an act of forgiveness and saying, Lord, I'm not going to hold this against that person. And, and, and because I know that you have not either, and I'm doing it as an obedience thing. The final thing I want you to um, remember, well, this is not the final thing. <laughs> I've got a couple more things. Um, is that forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is a decision that you make. It is a choice that you make. Sometimes there are some offenses that are so painful 
and that have that have touched the deepest part of you. That is impossible for you to have gushy feelings toward that person. And that is not a requirement because you can have gushy feelings toward somebody and and then not be for, and it not mean that you've forgiven them. Forgiveness has nothing to do with with feelings. It's a decision that you make that you are no longer going to hold those offenses against that person, that you are not going to allow unforgiveness to cloud the way you see that person. They are forgiven. You release them from that prison. Now, sometimes we think that Forgiving somebody means that they get away with something. I deal with that in the book. I'm not going to tackle that right now because there's one last thing I want to talk to you about. And this is another thing that was so very difficult for me. And I'm so thankful that God delivered me from this. And I hope that you will find a deliverance as well. And that is the issue of forgiving yourself. Sometimes we can forgive our worst enemy. But we continue to hold ourselves guilty. We continue to hold ourselves unforgiven. Friends, that is sin. I used to think that not forgiving myself was somehow a very vigilant thing to do. It was a very, I don't know, like a martyr, you know, something kind of honorable But God calls not forgiving yourself sin as well. Why? Why? Because because unforgiveness is calling God a liar. Yes, that's exactly what it is. If God Almighty, the omnipotent, the omnipresent, the all-knowing God, the creator of the universe, truth himself has said that you are forgiven. You are contradicting him and you are calling him a liar if you are saying that you are not forgiven. If you are not applying the blood of Jesus Christ over your sins, you are saying that his blood was not good enough. Your sins are special. That it requires something more than what Jesus Christ did on the cross because your sins are so much worse than anybody else's. It's pride is what it is. And the moment that I realized that that's what I was doing. Oh, I said, God, please forgive me. Oh, I'm so very sorry, Lord. I'm so very sorry. I did not mean to be disrespectful. I did not mean to be arrogant. I did not mean to contradict you. Lord, forgive me. And you know what? To forgive yourself is another freeing thing to do because you're no longer laboring under the guilt and the heaviness of holding yourself hostage over things that you did that Christ bled on the cross for you to be forgiven for. Do you now see why unforgiveness is one of Satan's favorite tools? Because he doesn't want you to run the race that God has set out for you. He doesn't want you to win souls. He does not want you to be a minister of reconciliation. He does not want you to have joy and peace and and self-control. He doesn't want you to, to live the victorious Christian life. And he certainly does not want you affecting other people for his glory. 
So he wants unforgiveness to be a badge that you wear. He wants it to be something that you wear that people will respect you for. But unforgiveness is ugly. Unforgiveness is petty. Unforgiveness kicks the dust of your past in your face and never lets you forget anything. All the while, God is up in heaven wanting to use you. Having sent his son for you to be free so that you could get on with the business of living and having life and that more abundantly. So I hope, my friend, that you will forgive others. Some of you may need to get off to yourself. You may need to go to your prayer closet. You may need to get off to yourself with pen and paper. And you might need to write some things out and do business with God. Friends, that will not be a wasted activity. It will not be. And again, I just encourage you to get a copy of the book, not because I'm trying to sell books, but because I want you to be free and because I don't have time to address everything here. But uh, I do hope that this episode has been an encouragement to you. I, I pray that God will, will allow you to dance the dance of the forgiven. Oh, my friends, it's such a light. <laughs> it's such a light dance to do. Your heart and your spirit will leap. And you will see things that you never saw before because unforgiveness blinds your eyes. Oh, it, 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 it hinders you. It gives you a, a skewed perspective. And it's like those videos I see on social media where there's a little baby who, whose, whose vision is not what it should be. And they, they, they put the glasses on the baby's face and they look around and they grin because they're seeing things in a new way that they had never seen before. Friends. I encourage you to ask God to remove the scales of unforgiveness from your eyes today so that you can see all that God has planned for you and that you will live in the freedom that he went through so much for you to have. Thank you so very much for your time and attention today. If you've been encouraged by this, please send it on to somebody else. And also, if you desire to send me a note. Uh, to let me know how this has blessed you. Or if you have other questions, oftentimes people will have questions uh, after hearing an episode like this. You may email me at O-R-D-I-N-E-R-R-Y girl at yahoo.com. And please put podcast in the uh, subject line so that I'll know who it's from, because usually I delete things from people who are not familiar to me. I just consider it spam. So please put podcast there and I'll be delighted to hear your questions. God bless you and have a great day.